0: You're listening to Creatively Human, with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world, and make an impact in our own unique way. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to heart-led creatives. Hi, and welcome back to another interview episode today I'm chatting to Greta Solomon who is a writing coach specializing in helping people to fully express themselves through writing and journaling. At the time this episode goes live her new book Heart, Sass and Soul has just been published and I've actually started reading it myself and I really really like it. I am a huge fan of journaling so I was really keen to talk to her about this and we also ended up talking a lot about mindset blocks to creativity, getting into a state of flow, healing old wounds, being honest and vulnerable in our work, being highly sensitive introverts and how journaling has helped her to move forward behind the scenes of her own business. She has a really kind approach to writing and creativity that I hope everyone will benefit from, especially if you don't actually consider yourself to be a writer. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Greta. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Could you start by telling us a bit about you and what you do? Yep, sure. So
1: I am a writing coach and author of two books on how to use writing to create a better life. And my kind of speciality is helping people to overcome the blocks and the fears and the shame and some of the self-doubt that they have that stops them from expressing themselves in writing and consequently from living freely and and sort of living a joyous, self-expressed life. So I kind of do that through um, workshops and talks and obviously my books and articles and just, yeah, trying to inspire people to overcome some of those blocks
0: that stop them from expressing themselves. Great. So I'd love to hear a bit more about what you mean by writing for self-expression. Is this the same as journaling? Is it the same as like keeping a diary? Well, I know it's not, but I'd love to hear more about what you mean by that.
1: Yeah, that's really, I love the way you put that. It is slightly different because where I start is that, when people often go to journal, they you know open their diary, open their journal, and sometimes they don't know what to say. So they're just sort of writing what's right at the top of their mind. But writing for self-expression is completely different because you're actually trying to go down the layers. So I have this sort of model that I use called the communication pyramid, where the mind is at the top and you go down through the layers, the body, the heart, the soul and the voice, which is kind of the essence of who you are and your writing voice. And when you're writing for creative self-expression, you're not writing from the head, you're writing from the heart. So it really is about putting yourself into either a physical state where you can write that way through movement, through sweating, through driving. You know, when you get in that kind of flow state, Mm -hmm. that helps you to write creatively and for self-expression. But it's also about overcoming some of those mindset blocks. So if, for example, you were grammar shamed when you were younger as most of us are at school when you write something that's really amazing to you or you write a heartfelt story and your teacher just kind of says well you know you some spelling mistakes here you should have put comma here should have put an apostrophe here and then you get this kind of block there it's sort of like scar tissue and it can kind of build up and build up and that stops you from creative creatively expressing yourself so then you could be journaling and keeping a journal for years but never actually be really writing for creative self-expression.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually started reading your book yesterday and one of the things I really noticed is how you said that bad grammar is not the problem and I found that really interesting, really refreshing.
1: Yeah, definitely, because everybody always comes back to that and I don't know if you've seen online, we have this kind of online culture where if somebody wants to shame another person online, but they don't want to get into the issues. They'll say, oh, this person can't even spell. How can we take this person yeah. seriously? And that is, has become like a real commonplace thing for people to do. And it's completely unacceptable because it's hitting someone where it really hurts because grammar is just something you can learn. If you mm. understand the rules of it, you can learn it. It's kind of like complaining that somebody can't speak proper English or can't speak proper French or whatever language they speak. They're just rules that you can learn. And it's it's kind of a, a weapon that people use to stop people from to shut people down because people then do feel ashamed and it really is a massive massive problem and I think uh, yeah grammar is not the problem um, because there's always spell check anyway <laughs> you know if you're going to write a book or write an article or write anything someone else can check your grammar if you don't have the means to
0: express yourself it's never going to connect with people anyway yeah, yeah and that's what's really important. So I think that that's really useful to touch upon because it kind of gives people permission to think, well, you know, I may have had issues with my grammar or even other people's grammar in the past, um, but it's okay. It's about more than that. And it's it's time to go deeper into what you really want to express creatively. So what would you recommend people do when they want to start expressing themselves more creatively especially perhaps if they're not keen on it or maybe they've heard of like journaling and things before and they found it difficult what advice would you give to those people?
1: So I would first of all advise them to to ask the question this is the question I always ask at the beginning of any workshops to ask themselves when you are writing can you freely express yourself and for them to actually think about think about that question and if not, then why not? And to start thinking about what's your inner voice telling you? What, what are the thought patterns that are going on in your head? And to kind of have a think back to some incidents perhaps where something has happened that has stopped you from expressing yourself. Because when I ask that question to people, very often it goes back to the fact that a long time ago when they were a child or teenager, someone read their journal or their mm. diary And Use the contents of that to shame them or to question them about why they felt that what they were talking about and sometimes that even happens in adult relationships. I've had clients where their former partner has read their most innermost thoughts, Mm. and it's completely blocked them. So I would ask, I would suggest, first of all, just getting really quiet and honest with yourself. And and seeing if that's happened, something's happened and seeing that as a wound that you need to heal, and to kind of be gentle with yourself. Because once you do that, then you are freeing yourself up to, to be more creative. And the other thing in conjunction with that is to do creative writing exercises, lots of them in, in the book. And one that you can start off with is just going for a walk. So you're actually loosening up your body. So you're not sitting at your desk trying to journal, trying to be creative, but you're out and about, you're walking and to use your senses. So to kind of look around you, see what you can see, hear, touch, taste, smell. You know, if you can, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be eating something, but you can, you know, just awaken your senses, think about how you feel, think about how your body's moving and to just start writing about those things and There's an an exercise that I do um, called object writing where you can do this at home where you do take an object and use those seven senses. You can take a piece of fruit, you can take an apple, eat the fruit, smell it and continue writing freehand so that you don't stop. You don't stop to correct any grammar or spelling or anything like that. You just keep focusing on your senses. You keep writing. You go wherever your senses lead you. And that exercise completely opens you up, frees you up. That means that you don't judge yourself and you realize that you can write amazing things, that metaphors can suddenly spill out and that you can be self-expressed and creatively free. And that then gives you the confidence to keep going, to keep doing that exercise and to use that spirit and that confidence and freedom when you do go and write other things. So then that when you do journal and tackle things that are very difficult or personal or harm that have harmed you, you're coming from a sort of place of compassion and
0: freedom and non-judgment if you see what I mean. Mm, yeah yeah and I'm guessing that doing these kind of exercises and opening yourself up in this creative way when perhaps you were blocked or you know healing from something is a really good way not only just to help with writing but I, I would imagine like anything creative just to have that kind of openness towards it.
1: Yeah I completely agree anything creative at all um yeah that's a really good point Ruth because in the book in Heart, Sass and Soul it's it's about writing but it's about writing so that you can live a creative life and that might mean that you're creatively cooking or creatively going to art galleries and and absorbing art that way or you're painting or you're um taking photographs it's yeah about opening up the creative channel Mm -hmm. so that because that's
0: yeah that's what life is about I believe anyway about being creative in every way and so you said that often the blocks to achieving this come from sort of a past hurt and a, a kind of a wound that needs to heal and through the process of this journaling how does it heal those old wounds how does it help you come to accept yourself more fully
1: Well, I think the first thing it does is that it gives you awareness because Mm -hmm. I think when you, if you do feel blocked and you're not writing freely, you kind of blame yourself and you might think, oh, well, why is so and so, why have they written a book or, you know, I could do that. Mm -hmm. And of course you can, but you, you, you kind of can get in this sort of self judgment um, cycle. And by being aware that there is just something there, then that takes away that sort of drama or pain away the sort of excess pain away from that so it gives you that awareness and then by doing these kind of creative exercises you realize that actually you can do it you can write that's what everyone kind of says to me when they come to the workshops they're like wow I didn't realize I could actually do this it's really easy and they say things like I just don't care anymore what people think I just don't care I'm just going to write I'm just going to do what I want and that's that kind of freedom that you get from that comes from that very sort of simple awareness that there was something there and often the things we don't want to face are the things that when faced are so simple in a way not easy but really simple to Mm. overcome if you can just get past if you can just take a leap it's kind of like a leap of faith to think that I can do this I can Um, live the life I want, I can write, I can be free. And it's just sort of taking, um, yeah, it is a big leap of faith. And it's one that you never regret taking at all, because the ripple effects to the rest of your
0: life can be, you know, can be really big. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost sounds like we try and protect ourselves, don't we, by not allowing these things to come out. So like you said, you have to take that leap of faith and just get to that point where you let it come out and that's what i'm really interested in digging into a bit more as well like mm-hmm. because that is a huge barrier isn't it when you've got this thing in your head and you just you just sit down and you have a blank page and no one's necessarily going to read it but for some reason you don't write it so how yes. do you get rid of that that barrier and that sort of inner critic and that inner editor and just allow yourself to be free and knowing that it's all okay
1: yes yeah that's so important and one tool you can use is to create some affirmations for yourself so just like you said you can say this is safe for me to write you can have that as an affirmation no one will read this and you can you know write these down you can type them up you can put them on your on your desk next to your um, your notebook and there's it also kind of comes down to it and I had this myself when I was writing this book mm. that I just had to write through a lot of fear because I knew nobody was going to read a lot of the stuff I was writing I wrote a lot more personal things a lot more personal stories that actually went into the final book right. uh, but I had to do that because I had to get get through them all out so I could sift through and see well what do I actually want to include and it is about creating this kind of safe space for yourself where you do protect yourself so that you make sure that 100% nobody is ever going to read anything that you write personally. And you have to you have to trust yourself that you can keep it secret and keep it private and just repeat these affirmations. No one's going to read what I write. It's safe for me to write. And just start off with that exercise I mentioned earlier, the object writing. Start with that and then just see if you can make that leap to just write freely, to just get everything out and understand that it may actually be difficult physically um when i was writing the book it was about it was writing the proposal and i was writing all this personal stuff and i actually came down with tonsillitis for 10 days while i was writing this book because i was writing so many things that were so personal that were so deep they kind of had to come out somewhere that's yeah. sort all of those emotions raw emotions had to come out and i went to the doctor to ask her you know to get some medicine for the tonsillitis but she couldn't give me anything because there was no cause for this tonsillitis so there was no bacteria there's no viruses present that normally cause the tonsillitis she couldn't she said nothing was wrong with me but of course we knew there was something wrong because it was massive had massive swollen tonsil um and it's emotions are real things and they live in the body and they, they come out some way so another way you can look at it is to think by keeping it inside, it's coming out some other way anyway, if you see what mm, I mean. It's, yeah. it, it's going to come out in your life somewhere. If you can channel it through journaling and writing, and for me it came out as tonsillitis, but that's a safe way for it to come out, get all the emotions out, get everything out, and it's gone then. I healed from the tonsillitis, it's gone. And, but if you can see that as being really empowering on a really deep personal level, then that may help you to face that page, to face what you need to say, to keep it private and to even just burn it afterwards. Get rid of it. Oh, but then you're yeah.
0: free. You have freed it up. Yeah, yeah, that makes so much sense. And I found that in my I have a really basic journaling practice and it feels like the times that I most don't want to do it are the times when I actually need to do it the most and I really have to like remind myself of that sometimes and I really don't feel like I have the time I really don't feel like I want to do it I really don't feel like I'm going to learn anything from it but I but I have to have that trust that I actually like I'm just wrong like I will learn something from it I do have the time Mm -hmm. it actually creates more time in a sense because it helps you get rid of all that junk in your head yes definitely um I also really liked what you mentioned and you've touched on it a bit already but um in your book and I read about how you said that it's important to get into your physical body for creativity I found that really interesting and it makes so much sense because we often just like chain ourselves to the desk we feel like we have to sit there and like will ourselves to come up with ideas and get things written and I love the way that you said it's important just to get outside and um, I'd love to hear a bit about a bit more about your practice of um, moving your body and how that helps you and your work. So
1: I really love walking and writing really really love that and sometimes I will just go for a walk if if I just need to get some creative inspiration I'll go for a walk and not write anything it would just be mm. walking thinking because I find that when you striding out striding on the street you're making sense of your thoughts you're kind of um your brain is deciding where to go as well. And it really does spark ideas. And then when I do have an idea, I'll write it down. And often I get ideas for um, blog posts or for Instagram posts, they just come from the walking and the writing. Mm -hmm. And also, I love to um, just write on the go. So I will literally go with the intention of writing something and stop and i'll do it in my phone so i'll stop and i'll um, write something in my phone and I'll, i'll walk and stop again and write it and if you do that say for an hour or so you come back home and you find you've got a whole article there you've pretty much mapped out a piece but it was easy it was so much more free than when you're at your desk you know forcing it from the mind and typing and crossing out and not getting the inspiration and it's just by by getting in your body you're really it's such a quick shortcut to inspiration and saves you so much time, saves so much energy. And you actually write things that are much, much better and much more powerful because they've come from a deeper place than just your brain
0: at the computer. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And also, because I've always thought, you know, when I'm stuck, I like to go for a walk and just clear my head. But sometimes it feels Mm -hmm. really indulgent because it's like, oh, it's my work time and I'm just like going off. So I just... I like the fact that you framed it in the sense of like, sometimes you literally walk and write at the same time. Like, I actually love that. And I I do end up doing that, but I never thought of it that way for some reason. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, see it as completely as part of the work. Yeah. It's all work because I think something that it took me a while to completely grasp as a creative is that everything is work. All the downtime, Mm, all those trips to the coffee shop, all those little walks, That nipping off to um, go to that new shop that you really like, the vintage one or the, you know, the place with the cool crockery. That's all part of it. And when you give yourself permission to say, well, that is the work, then you kind of stop judging yourself and it makes it enriches everything because you need that downtime. You need that processing time. To get all the ideas to put into the creative work, even if they're not completely relevant at the time, it sparks things, and it's difficult to sort of explain to non-creative people that you are working if yeah. you're <laughs> at the coffee shop or just having, you know, doing something that's creative. But I really, yeah, I really do see
0: it as part of the work. Yeah, yeah, it makes so much sense. Um, I was wondering how have these exercises and this writing for self-expression and journaling and all of this helped you. How does it help you in your own business? So it
1: kind of is. Cause, well, writing is my business because obviously I uh, teach writing mm-hmm. and um, yeah do workshops. But it's helped enormously in that everything begins in the journal. And I, my husband and I, we used to live in Norway. So we moved to Norway in 2011. We lived there for six years. And at the start of that period, I didn't have um, a strong business community around me. I didn't have really any community around me because I was in a new country. And my kind of journal, I was just starting a new business, doing these writing workshops there. And it was, my journal was a place for me to kind of get guidance where I didn't have any outside guidance to sort of trust myself, to ask questions, to sort of map out what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. And it's kind of like, when you don't have a strong community around you, you need to sort of have your own inner guidance. And it really helped me with that, with my business and everything starts there. Every kind of idea, every business idea, every, the books start there, the, you know, my workshop ideas, everything gets mapped out pen and paper because there is a different um, brain process that goes on when you write with a pen and a piece of paper that is completely different from when you type. Mm. And, I think it's really important to go through that. And it's very grounding, and I think it's it's really helped a lot. And one thing I wanted to mention was that a few years back I went on a juice retreat, and um, one of the healers there he said to me, from all the things that have happened in my life, in my business, in everything, that my heart has been kept open because I'm a writer, because I write, and he and that was really powerful to me because it made me realize that you will have ups and downs in your business ups and downs in your life and by writing you can keep open and that's if you're not open you don't have any place to go it's you the joy will get sucked out of everything and that's no good for anybody so I just think it's incredibly powerful for that reason and it's yeah it's been it's
0: been a it's a real comfort I think for me in every way. I love how you said everything starts in the journal that's such a great yeah I love the way you use it and I agree because I use it myself to figure things out because I do find that running my own business one of the hard things is making all the decisions and sort of being on my own despite having a community around me you're sort of on your own as well and I totally agree I use journaling in that way as well it really really helps. Um, Do you have a specific practice that you do on a regular basis?
1: Actually, no, not really. It's I'm one of those people. I don't give any rules. There's no mm. rules for this. So I, there's not a, a daily practice that I do because for me, it's very natural. I write every, I'm sure it's every day, actually, even though it's not, I don't tell myself to do it. It's a very, very natural thing to do that I sit down and I just write and it could just be for five minutes one day. It could be for a, a couple of hours another day, but I journal when I need to journal So if there's something, a lot of stuff going on, then I could, I might need to spend a couple of hours sorting through it. And it's kind of the way I make sense of my thoughts, the way I make sense of what's going on is by writing. Mm. So it it really does vary. And I would say to, um, you know, to your listeners, to people listening, if they um, are not sure what to do, do what feels right Mm. for you don't listen to all the rules that mm-hmm. you have to do this, you have to do that kind of it's about sort of trusting your impulses. Do I need to, I need to write something right now. I'm okay. I'm going to write that and just sort of beginning to trust your inner guidance. That's why it's so powerful. If you can just, yeah, and always keep your notebook with you. I always have my notebook with me. I'm never without a notebook or a pen Ever, yeah. so I always have. And if I don't have it, I'll write on a scrap on a envelope, a scrap piece of paper, or on the back of a magazine, or tear, I'll rip something up. I, it's it's very messy how I do it. It's not neat. Mm. Um, I don't write in a moleskin journal or anything beautiful like that. I always go to um, any shop I feel like. I choose a journal that is fun. Me, my daughter, she's six. We went to Tesco the other day and she chose a really nice notebook for me because she, she wanted me to have one with flowers on it. It's all very light and free and and non precious, if you see what I mean.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, and everything kind of gets thrown away afterwards. I, I, I'll write, I'll finish a journal very quickly because I write so much and I'll just rip out a few pages that I think might be relevant if there are ideas I want to keep and then most things get thrown away I'd have hundreds and hundreds of journals if I kept everything and I like that feeling of of um, having sort of processed something learned something grown and then I think well I don't need that anymore that was who I was before I'm going to throw that away and start a new journal and I love that freedom of it
0: yeah I was actually going to ask you about what you did with it so you you tend to throw away most of it but you keep the best yeah
1: Yeah, I keep the best bits, but they get thrown away as well after a while. Yeah. So, and I think that's nice. I, I, we change so regularly, not the core of who we are, but you know, just yeah, our yeah. sort of what we're doing, what we're thinking. And I feel that it's much more empowering and powerful to keep moving and to throw away those. A lot of it is gunk anyway. A lot of it is just uh, thoughts at the top of your head, complaints, or you know things that you have problems you had that are now solved and you don't need to keep going over that it's really
0: releasing and refreshing
1: I think to just move on
0: yeah yeah definitely um obviously your new book is all about this process but I'd love to know how has this process in itself helped you in the writing of the book as well I mean it's a bit of a meta question but if that makes sense
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it, it does make sense um yeah, I, I, I think it does. Because I, yeah, I wrote this book, because I believe so strongly in the power of writing and journaling. And yeah, this book is me. It's it's all the things I've done. I've had really diverse background. I was a journalist. I um, did that for a couple of years, full time for magazines. And I kind of went on this whole creative pilgrimage where i was doing um, songwriting studied lyric writing at berkeley college of music and i was doing um acting i went to uh, drama school did acting i was doing modeling traveling a lot doing all these creative things and and i think i've sort of taken bits of everything that i've done all the experiences and um all the creative um techniques i've learned for all these different activities and yeah put them into one book and kind of shown you how that you can, yeah, use writing to live a better life, as I have Mm, done. You know, I feel like my life is much better now than it was after I graduated from university, and I graduated um, 20 years ago, and it's much better now that I know that I have accepted so many things about myself, you know, accepted being an introvert, accepted being um, highly sensitive, accepted that... um, i can i do love myself now i do um uh, respect myself and and i think as introverts not being a bit different i think it's changing now there's so many more introverts or people who are boldly saying i'm an introvert Mm -hmm. but back then it was kind of like you sort of were expected to uh, fit in Mm. to do life a certain way and and I think, yeah, I'm um, sorry, I think I've gone off on a, cha- a tangent a yeah, bit. But... <laughs>
0: I love talking about being an introvert.
1: <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah, because I saw that you're an INFJ. Yeah. And I was like, yes, yes, I'm an INFP. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so you understand it. So yeah, um yeah yes it, it's a journey to accept yourself and to be bold and proud about who you are and that yeah that's helped me to write a book that's quite personal actually yeah. and a it's scary in a way but it's all right it's okay because if, nothing I've written in the book isn't I've processed everything and and that's fine then to sort of reveal scary things because well, not that that's scary but you know I've processed yeah. all these things that I'm sharing and and I think that's um Yeah, that's kind of that's what I recommend other people do as well. Your journal is a place to process and to find safety and security in who you are that you can then take into the world so that you are a strong, powerful person in the world, no matter
0: how vulnerable you may feel inside. Yeah, I love that. And it's really interesting that you brought that up because I was actually going to ask you about it, because um, I noticed when I was reading your book how it is quite personal. And you actually mentioned that you used to want to sort of hide yourself away sometimes in plain sight but you had this feeling yes. of hiding and I found that really interesting because it is I mean you just said that you shared stuff that was scary but it in itself wasn't scary but actually the sharing of it is pretty scary it is for me Yeah. Um, and so I was really interested in in that and I guess like you said you've done a lot of work to accept yourself and that's put you in that position to put yourself out there more.
1: Yes definitely and it's kind of like this weird paradox of kind of like how, so this, um, my healer, Yair, he's in the book as well, how he said it was that the sort of little person inside me, the little child inside me is the one hiding, you know, hiding behind my mum's leg. And I can either choose to live in that little person. Everyone has a sort of a smaller person. And he said that some for some people, their sort of inner child is um, running around in a in a field of flowers, being joyous. Everybody has this sort of, Persona that they were as a child. And every day it's about choosing to either live in that person or choosing another way. So for me, I'm choosing to share myself through this work. So to help other people to also share themselves and to feel good about themselves. But there is always that push pull between yeah. the two things of yeah. hiding and, and being seen, for me, definitely. And yeah. it's always going to be
0: there. That is just how I'm wired. Yeah, oh, I can relate to that so much. I have this push pull going on all the time. And sometimes I just think, why am I doing this to myself? Why? Why don't yeah. I just hide away? Why? Am I-? But there's, there's something else there, isn't there? that you just can't ignore oh
1: definitely yeah I mean oh yeah I completely understand what you're saying I would yes I would love to hide away as well (laughs) and but 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 I but at the same time I don't don't want to yeah it's it's yeah it's it's the introvert business owner maybe I don't know exactly it's a personality type
0: yeah
1: yeah um but I think we are lucky in a way because we process things so deeply that it is empowering for others to watch and inspiring for other people to think, well, they can do that too. And and I think even extroverts, they're quite good at hiding as well, in a different way. Mm, yeah, They hide in a very different way. Um, and I think, yeah, I think maybe this is just a human thing. I don't know. Maybe we all go through this a little bit about revealing our true selves and being who we are. I think that is maybe just our life's journey. We're all trying to just be who we are every day as much as we can. Yeah. While still earning a living and, you know,
0: doing all the basic things of life. Yeah. Yeah. And who we are is growing and changing. And yeah, it's Mm. just a process. Um, And I'm guessing putting a book out into the world is something that forces you to grow and like own yourself fully so that you can put it out there in the way that says exactly what you want it to say
1: yes definitely and i think that this book as well this book was a little bit different because i actually did a crowdfunding campaign before the book was signed to a publisher Mm. so that was very much putting myself out there yeah um i did a month of um getting pre-orders so basically um yeah promoting the book in a in a big way and i'm so glad i did that because it obviously attracted the attention of my publisher who then agreed to publish the book and although it was um, really putting myself out of my comfort zone I'm really thankful I did it because otherwise this book wouldn't be out there in the way it, it is and I'm kind of seeing it now that this book will sort of take on a life of its own it's sort of separate from me now and it has its own energy and its own purpose to do and I have to sort of take myself away in a sense and Push and give the book its own wings and see it as that way so that I'm not always putting the focus on myself which will make the whole thing easier I think
0: yeah yeah oh and that's really interesting about the crowdfunding did you find it did you find that you had to kind of sell yourself is there a lot of um I don't know how to phrase it but like you have to be the one who's telling everyone about it and sharing about it was yes. that was that difficult
1: yeah it was it was difficult. Yes, it was it was i I created a video, which was mm. great because I love um performing, so doing the video was yeah. great. And it was about, yeah, emailing people about writing lots of articles, getting people to believe in the vision, or something mm. I hadn't done before because there wasn't a real book at that time. i'd ri- I had a proposal, and I actually just before the campaign started, I had written the first draft, actually. but it was getting people to believe in a vision and that was amazing that people did they believed in the vision for the book and um that was really inspiring that people were so supportive that paid money people have paid for the book year in advance and they'll just get their copies you know next month and um it was just uh, yeah it was an amazing experience I'm, I'm really thankful that I did it and I gave myself that push and I had of course a lot of support I did this with a company called Publishizer I had amazing support from them who hosted this campaign and gave me literally a lot of support um, throughout the whole process, through the proposal process, and actually
0: contacting people and all of that. It was an, an incredible experience. Oh yeah, that's so interesting, and it's yeah, it's also important to note that support, isn't it? It's really important to have that support. In yes, your business.
1: yeah, it is. I think that yeah, you can't really do anything without the support of others it's really hard to make any kind of traction on your own and and I think often we don't realize that people are so heavily supported we just see the sort of star in the in the bright light don't see all the people around them that have put them there and yeah I really do believe that it's everything is a team effort it definitely is and yeah really thankful
0: for all the people who support me. Right, I'm going to ask you a couple of parting questions before we wrap up yes. the interview. Um, the first one is, what was the last book that you read?
1: Oh yes, yeah. I have been thinking about this um, because I I'm very bad and I keep starting and stopping books and not mm-hmm. reading the whole, not reading them all the way through. I dip in and out. But the last book I read all the way through, cover to cover, which I loved, was actually Big Magic. Elizabeth oh, Gilbert's yeah. Big Magic. Um, oh, and actually, I did read. I've just seen it here on my my um shelf i also read the chakra project by georgia Coleridge because i'm really into um chakra healing at the moment so actually i did read that as
0: well oh, so two books yeah. yes that's interesting i've read big magic i haven't read the other one i really like yeah. the um, whole philosophy of creativity and ideas and everything in big magic it's really good yes i love that book absolutely so inspiring yeah yeah um second question is if you could have one superpower what would it be so i would have the ability to I think to change state
1: as in um like you know to if, if you want to go to sleep but you can instantly be relaxed if you need yeah. courage to do something you can instantly have that bold courage and I, I would absolutely love that I oh, <laughs> definitely yeah. need more sleep and <laughs> it's always <laughs> good to have courage and so yeah I would love to yeah
0: just be able to shift gears very quickly Oh, that would make so much difference. (laughs) Okay, the last question is, where can people go to find out more about you and what you do? So people can go to my website, which is
1: www.grettasolomon.com and check out my book, Heart, Sass and Soul, Journal Your Way to Inspiration and Happiness, which um, you can order on Amazon. And um, I also have lots of free downloads on my website, on my blog, lots of journaling exercises and So yeah, take a look around, have a a dig around and um, yeah, come and say hi to me on Instagram if you are on Instagram. Oh, great. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you. Thank you, Ruth. It was lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast. It really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future Q&A episode, there are three ways to connect with me. On the Facebook group, On Instagram, at Ruth Poundwhite, or my personal favourite, my behind-the-scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe. And keep doing what you're doing, because your work really does matter.